yesterday, I did a little bit of an impromptu thing to talk about this Chris Rock and this Will Smith thing, but it wasn't essentially about them. It, it was more about um, um, how is the church to handle a situation like that? And there's, um, before I even said the phone number, people were calling in. And one thing that I like about this show, it, it, it kind of gives me a, uh, a pulse on people's understanding of scripture. And unfortunately, people don't have a big understanding of scripture. You, you get people talking about the Old Testament. Scripture tells us we have, we have the word of God more sure. We have one. What is that? That's the New Testament. That is the New Testament. The Old Testament was just to lead us to God. That is all. Don't get me wrong. The Old Testament is relevant because the New Testament builds on the Old Testament. You would think I there was something wrong with me if I said, listen, I'm going to help you on your computer in MS-DOS, right? Or you need to go back to using MS-DOS. No. Windows builds on DOS. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a platform. And if you're ever troubleshooting with anyone, they'll take you to MS-DOS because that's the actual uh, platform. That is where all of the coding is. But you don't use that functionality, the MS-DOS functionality, as an interface. You don't, you don't do that. It's, it's an underlying platform. Right, that is it, that's what it's for. And it's the same way with the Old Testament. It's the same way, you know, and, and someone quoted the Old Testament yesterday as well, you know, the Old Testament says we are to be made whole. Well, the New Testament says if somebody asks for your uh, uh, cloak, give them your coat too, give them your shirt turn the other cheek, we, we've, got to, we've got to understand what God is saying. And a lot of people just don't. I love the listeners and it gives me input data to be able to, to, uh, to help people better by that. And we're gonna be even um, expanding uh, in terms of the, the content of the show moving forward. So I spoke with Sandy today about that. Uh, but I'm going to be discuss that topic um, of how we are to handle conflict in a situation. And Philippians 4, therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and crown in this way, stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Here it is. This is so incredibly powerful because this is the linchpin of this letter, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna unpack this. It's not much, but verse two, I urge Udoia and I urge Syntyche to live in harmony in the Lord. Indeed, true, indeed, true companion, I ask you in some 
of your versions there, it will, you'll see Yoke Fellow. I ask you to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, those names, uh, whose names are in the book of life. So Eudoia uh, and Syntyche, so Eudoia means um, a pleasant journey, and Syntyche means happenstance. Sin is where we get the words uh, symphonies, uh, synagogue, synchronize. That's just bringing something together. And the suffix of that word means chance. And so it's really a happenstance, the word. So these two women are in a leadership position in this church. And they're at odds with each other. This is why Paul's call for unity. But the great thing about this is Paul kind of ambushes them, right? He ambushes them in the sense that he doesn't start out this letter talking about them. He actually is almost ending this letter in the fourth chapter. So what do I mean he ambushes them? Well, chapter two, have this mind in you that was also in Christ Jesus. I want to read very quickly another ambush that he gives. Verse uh, chapter 2, therefore, if there's any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, Unite, see that? Intent on one purpose, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interests of others. So, okay, so in, in that particular incident with uh, Will Smith, whether anybody wants to believe, for example, that he was defending his wife or not, and let's say that was to happen in the church, he was defending his wife, right? Okay, I'll buy it. But then here is what you do. You would do that in private, right? You would do that in private. It's not just about looking at your own interests. There were a bunch of people there. It took the thunder out of the awards. Many people don't even know the other nominees. Many people, that, in fact, actually, really, in a lot of people's minds now, that's re that really polarized people. It's almost like the awards stopped there. So he wasn't looking out for the interests of others, right? If I make a spectacle in the church, I cause some conflict in the church, I've got to be careful because we, we know we've got a devil, right? We have a devil. And what is he going to do? He is going to use that as a locus, a, a, a point of contention to bring other people around that. Oh, what happened with Robert? Oh, yeah, with it. 
that uh, uh, person there. Oh, I, I'm not crazy about that other brother. Oh, I'm not that crazy about Robert. Blah, blah, blah. Wherever. Boom. You've got contention. You have got this public spectacle going on that many people now, right, congregate around this spectacle. It's no longer about Jesus anymore. It's more about this spectacle and who thinks this thing is right and wrong. It's no longer about the awards anymore and the other nominees. It's about hair. It's about slapping. It's about everything but this, right? I just said one thing the other day is that you got to, in terms of relationships, Here's how God wants us to see. And there's a formula, the greater than sign, right? Your right hand, the greater than sign. This is the le less than sign, your left hand, greater than. The relationship is always greater than the issue. The issue shouldn't cause a relationship to break. The relationship should cause the issue to get fixed. Someone was talking to me yesterday, well, what about, you know, essentially it was a commercial, what about my stuff? What about being made whole? If everyone just wants to talk about their stuff and being made whole, wow. Here's reason. I got to tell you something, the way that Chris Rock handled it, he handled it in a godly way. No, don't have him removed. Don't have him removed from the place. No, let not the cops come in. Clearly, you've already got the cops at the awards. Nobody needs to call 911. They're there in LA, please. They are there already, right? You don't need to call 911. All you need to do is, hey, officer, can you come over here? They probably saw it. There's screens all over the place there. But you know what Chris Rock did? long suffering. He didn't make it about him. He didn't make it about being vindictive. He didn't make it about revenge. He made it about others. You know what true maturity is really about? It's knowing what to overlook. Knowing what to overlook. If someone is just in for tit for tat, someone's talking about, well, my legal rights on the radio. And I got to tell you, listen, I love all of my listeners, but this person didn't understand Chris legal rights. That's tip for tat. Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisee, you will not see the kingdom of God. Legal rights. This, we have the spirit of God inside of us. Turn the other cheek. Somebody ask for your uh cloak give them if somebody asks for your tunic give them your cloak too what what is god saying there he's talking about going the extra mile forgive them father they don't know what they are doing the old testament the new testament builds on the old testament where do you see the message of forgiveness as a thread through the old testament no no you see, you see it in 
in the New Testament. Why is that? God is what Christ does. He gives us higher commands. Higher commands. Where do you see in the Old Testament people having their personal relationship with God? In fact, actually, we see in the Old Testament people rejecting a personal relationship with God. Remember Mount Sinai where the people are saying to Moses, you go up there, Moses. We're, we're not going up there. Oh, my word. God is thundering. And, oh, my word. No, this is scary. Uh, uh, I believe it's Matthew 27, verse 41, right, where he talks about the veil of the temple splits open after Jesus' crucifixion. He is the mediator between God and men. So now we can have, all of us can have a relationship, right, with God. We are a kingdom of priests, as it says in Peter, whereas in the Old Testament, it was the Levite priests, right? A line of priests. We are all now a line of priests because of Jesus. I, I was so surprised about that comment, really. It's kind of astonishing. You can't do this Old Testament, New Testament, like you do the hokey cokey, the, the Old Testament in, the New Testament out, in, out, in, out, shake it all about. No, it's the New Testament. Really, it is the, we have the prophetic word more sure, Peter says. Second Peter 2 verse 19. Really, we have this word more sure because we got the spirit of God inside of us. Now, they had in the Old Testament, they had a message that the Spirit of God is coming. Joel, Joel 2, verse 28, I will pour out my Spirit on all men. Your, your women will, uh, men will dream dreams. Women will prophesy. Right? This is it now. We have this. So, no, you shouldn't go back to using MS-DOS. No, you shouldn't. No, if you've got a phone, you shouldn't be saying tomorrow, oh, beat me, page me. No, we've got technology more sure, right? Like we've got the word of God more sure. Really, I'm telling you now, if we do a tip for tat, I can do it because it's right. Churches will be splitting all over the place. I'll tell you that right now all over the place. That is as worldly as it gets, splitting all over the place. God demands more. There's a higher standard. There is a higher standard. This is what we have to remember. So what does that mean in a conflict? And here's to understand one thing. You never hear in the New Testament, where it says, well, you know, if you're right, and he's got an attitude, hey, you don't have to forgive. No. It's a forgiveness regardless. Look at Paul here in this verse 4. Look at this scripture. I urge Eudoia, and I urge Syntyche, 
to live in harmony in the Lord. Paul is not even getting into what is this fight about? What is this quarrel about? Right. And here's how he's ambushed them. He's talking about having this mind in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Right. He's talked about this unity in the Lord. He is talking about, you know, he doesn't to live as Christ, to die is gain. He's talking, he's and he's also writing from prison, and he is in a position where Paul is not saying, Oh my word, I shouldn't be here. I can't, I could die in this place. Who knows? I could get 20 years for this. Wow, I, I don't know what's gonna happen to me. There's none of that. It's not about his own interest. No, he's talking about having this mindset to live as Christ. You know what he's saying to them? Well, hey, guess what? I could be Christ to you. I could be Christ to you. As long as I'm alive, I am Christ to you. In other words, I'm the presence of God to you. I'm the presence of God. To die is gain. Well, you know, if they kill me, I'll just go and be with Christ and I'll be a model for you, right? I will be a model for you. I can just go and be with Christ and my life will be a model for you like it was for Timothy in 2 Timothy when Paul gives that wonderful, wonderful valedictorian speech. So, and then look what he says. Indeed, verse three, true companion, I ask you, or in your versions there, yoke fellow, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel. So at some point, these women have helped Paul, right, with the gospel, with propagating the gospel. Together with Clement, also the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So Paul is urging now the church to get involved to heal this dispute. But he's asking these people to be of this like, he's asking these two women to have this same mindset as was in Christ Jesus. Christ didn't do anything. But what was that mindset? What mindset, what unity did Christ have when he was being crucified. It's not even the unity he's talking about with others, with Peter and John, because they didn't even know what was going on. It was with God the Father, right? Have this mindset. What Paul is talking about now, having this same mindset with the community, right? Chris Rock, Will Smith had a different mindset than Chris Rock. Chris Rock was all about, the way he handled it was so well. If he would have been like, why do you do that? Why did those us, that night would have just devolved into chaos, but he didn't. He almost acted like nothing happened. He was up in Boston. He was crying. He just got a standing ovation. This guy's got so much respect. He handled it in such a professional way way. He didn't make it about him. And that's what we are not to do, to make it about us. I am not going to sue you just because I can. I'm not going to sue you just because I can. 
no damage that could cause in a Christian community? Really, we have to think about this. What am I going to say? Oh, I want my stuff. I want my stuff. No. This is why we are to be long-suffering. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? If you really have faith, who do you trust then in making you whole? God. That's who you trust. It's God that you trust in making you whole. You know, the early church went through persecution. And during its greatest persecution, it saw its greatest growth. Because people were able to see the church under pressure, to see what these people do in the midst of adversity. And of course, being burned alive and being thrown to lions, being hacked to pieces and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, adversity, of course, is an understatement. But when people saw these Christians singing and rejoicing, you know what people wanted? People wanted a part of that. It didn't, when people see that it's not about you, I'm telling you something, it lifts people up. But when people see that it's all about you, that you're so self-absorbed, that you just want your stuff, it brings division. Really, it brings division. True maturity is knowing what to overlook. And true faith is this. Even though I've had a loss, God, I am trusting you to replenish it. That's true faith, really. True faith. Someone's asking, yeah, we can sue, we can do all of that. But if you do that as a Christian, you might be the of the label Christian, but you're behaving like a the, the heathen, really. Here's where your faith is on the horizontal level, you have no vertical faith. This is all you are seeing. Well, I've lost this. I'm going to get it back from him. No, you get it back from God. In fact, actually, the greatest faith, look in Hebrews chapter 11, when it talked about all of the saints that followed God, trusted in God, and still did not see the promise, even before they died, but still trusted God, meaning they live for something bigger than themselves. Tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be MLK's. It's going to be 68. So what is that? Um, 54 years since he died, since he was assassinated, right? So... Here's what I'm going to say. Here is what I am going to say. This is life was a life that sacrificed, that sacrificed and didn't see the promise he was sacrificing for. He did not see the promised land like Moses did not see the promised land, but still trusted God. Remember Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, you know, Oh, we better bow down. That furnace is hot. No, they didn't say that. No, our God is able to save us. But even if he doesn't, we still won't bow down. 
if somebody is just in for tit for tat, I lost this and I'm going to get it back this way. You'll break churches. You'll break your breaks in your family, really. And you watch, if you see the relationship bigger than the issue, you will fix things. You will be a fixer. Now, if you know what to let go, and as I said, listen, I'm not even going to say that that should not have been addressed by Will Smith, but just off the top of my head, I can just call out 10 different ways of addressing that. But to have addressed that publicly, for that to have spilled out, right, for that to have spilled out, if somebody's in a church and it spills out, you've got a problem with someone without even slapping them, just gossip about that. That can cause a problem. You can cause factions and divisions within a church. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that person either. No, it's not to be public. This is why it talks about the Matthew 18 principle. If you have a problem with your brother, go to your brother. No, not an award ceremony. No, no, not in public. Go to your brother. And then if your brother doesn't respond, it talks about taking the leadership with you to the church. And this is what Paul, Paul is doing the what Matthew 18 principle. I ask you also, verse three, also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel. Look at Paul. Paul is speaking highly of these women, highly of these women, right? Together with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. He's talking, these are good women. Listen, good people, good people. It's not that Will Smith is not a good guy. That was a, I am gonna almost say, I'm not gonna define someone if you hear me on the radio as well i talked about an incident my son at my son's school the, the principal of my son was very very close to he said the n-word and the k-word they had him on on video i didn't judge that man i still love that man i don't believe that that man is a racist i believe that that man said a silly thing right but i don't believe but I, and i said i say silly things I say, we all say silly things. I'm not going to say that that man is evil. No, he, he is not. I'm not going to say that Will Smith is evil. I think, I think he was reactive, or I should say overreactive, right? Didn't think, and he's thinking now, but here's the problem. 30 seconds can ruin your entire career and can actually change the ethos of an award ceremony like that. Look at all of the joking that's going on now. It's even eclipsed what's going on in Ukraine. It's kind of sad how we, we put more import into Hollywood than what we do into the massacring of human lives. It's very, very sad, but that's how it works. The country, the world is polarized over this 30 seconds. You gotta remember 30 seconds in the church, in your family, right? Let it go. 
I there are people who've been on the phone. Oh, I'm gonna tell them, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. In that 30 seconds, that text that took 30 seconds, maybe even 10 seconds, it's caused years, years of damage. Years and years of damage. So the attitude, the attitude is to have that that mindset of that the relationship is bigger than the issue. Remember that greater than sign. Don't allow the issue to destroy the relationship. Allow the relationship to fix the issue.